Welcome to the English for Change podcast, a place for you if you are an ambitious English learner and you want to build a confident voice in English so you can make positive change for yourself and the world. My name is Ruth Whittle and I am an English language teacher. Join me here each week as we explore ways you can improve your English and your life and use your voice in English to speak about important global issues. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode where I'm going to be sharing with you how I stay motivated to keep learning a foreign language. So I am looking forward to sharing with you my tips and I'm also going to be sharing with you tips from my previous interview, the previous week actually, with my friend Ioana Nicrello. And she is an English learner or she's an advanced English speaker now, but she shares some tips about learning English. Um, and I'm going to be sharing tips about learning French for me. That's my foreign language. So yeah, I'm sure that you are going to find these tips really useful and interesting. So grab yourself a cup of tea and let's get into it. So the first thing I would say about learning a language, learning a language, it's really a huge journey. And um, many of you may know the different levels that are involved in learning a foreign language. So the one that I use and I've seen used most is the CEFRA level, um, which is a common European framework range of levels from A1 to C2. A1 is the beginner level, the elementary. A2 then is pre-intermediate. B1 is intermediate. B2 is upper intermediate. C1 is advanced. And C2 is bilingual or near native fluency. And all of these levels, um, if you are following an English program, you may be assigned to one of these levels. They're not the only way to measure your level in a foreign language, but they are a good guide. And Cambridge recommends for each level, to make progress in each of these levels, you need to do over 200 hours. And that is just at the beginning. When you go more advanced, it can get to 700 to 800 hours. For example, um, going from B2 to C1 takes over 700 hours of uh, guided study, also self-study as well. So when you hear that, those figures, that those numbers, it's easy to feel very overwhelmed by learning a language. And yeah, it's easy to feel, yeah, like you don't even want to to continue because it just seems never ending and you'll never get to the to where you want to go and um some people well a lot of a lot of us say we want to be fluent we want to be like bilingual or whatever but learning a language learning a foreign language it's really a huge journey and a huge roller coaster and so I'm going to get into some of the tips that Ioana shared in the last episode. I would definitely recommend you go back and listen to that one. It was a longer episode, but it was the previous week. So you can see it on your podcast app as well, because she talks um, about her challenges, about the amazing things she was able to do using English, using her voice in English. Also, yeah, as, as I said, the challenges that she has faced um, and how she has overcome these challenges 
and how she has got her English to an advanced level uh, where she is able to work and study in English, where she is a lawyer now in in Ireland. And uh, yeah, so she, she gives some really good tips. And there are four that I have taken out from the episode and I'm going to go over them now. So the first one um, that Ioana spoke about was having a strong motivation to learn English, having a strong why. And Ioana spoke about this in a way that she was saying that she really wanted to stay in Ireland, that she didn't want to go back to France. She wanted to continue working there. She wanted to continue living there. So for her, she found a a way and a why um, so that she could stay there. So going from her studies in Erasmus for her undergraduate bachelor degree, she then applied for a master's in human rights law. And I think not everyone, and to be honest, I'm, I'm actually talking about myself here because not everyone would be as brave and, um, confident as Ioana to apply for a master's they may think this is too difficult that their level in English or whatever language is not good enough to do a master's through through uh, another language and that there's high likelihood that you could fail that you would not be successful so then why why should we try yeah to be honest I am speaking from experience here I think it's so easy to put yourself in a box to say that yeah I am at this level it's just going to be too difficult for me to to get to the next level and to to do to study all through um, a master's or or some kind of or even a, a job in English, so I'm not going to even try. But Ioana had a very clear motivation and why. She really wanted to stay in Ireland. She wanted to continue her studies in English and she did it and she was successful. And it wasn't always easy, especially um, finishing that master's and then deciding what she wanted to do and how she could qualify as a lawyer. Uh, definitely wasn't easy for many reasons, but she made that decision and she had a very clear why and motivation for learning English. So having a why, it's not just like, I want to be fluent in English. So why do you want to be fluent in English? Because you want to live in an English-speaking country, because you want to travel, because you want to study in English. So I've definitely covered this before and asked these questions, but it's always good to remember this because it will help you on the days that you find difficult, on the days that you do not want to practice English, that you do not want to get out of your comfort zone, that you do not want to study English, that you're, you're tired and you want to give up. So returning to your why is a really good piece of advice that Ioana gave the first one. The second one, so this was a more kind of negative, don't do kind of tip, is don't compare yourself to others. So we spoke in our interview about the the types of people in our master's program, the different nationalities. We spoke about the Dutch nationality, that there were a lot of people from the Netherlands who spoke Dutch and that their English was really good. And... um and and also just the difference between being a native English Irish person that I was and Ioana 
And I was looking at her and thinking that she was so intelligent and articulate to be able to communicate in a foreign language. And she was thinking, oh, look at those people from the Netherlands. Their English is amazing. My English is not as good as as theirs. So getting into comparison is definitely not helpful. It's not useful. The only person, and I've heard this recently, and I think it's good, the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself, your past self, looking back at the progress you've made in the last month. Has your past self, have you gotten better? Have you progressed? Or last year, have you come further with your English or with any kind of goal um, than before? So that is the only thing, only thing that you should be looking at and comparing, not looking at other people. We are all on our own path and we can, we all have an opportunity to grow and to live our best life and to be successful. So the tip so far, returning to your why to help you keep going with your, your foreign language learning and don't compare yourself to others of how other people are speaking English. The third one is be passionate. And I really love this tip from Ioana. And um, I also want to share a story of my own from being passionate. Ioana said that the way that she made progress was researching and reading and learning about things that she enjoyed, that she was interested in. Like for her, it was the environment, it was veganism, being vegan and being vegetarian. So she would read websites that were in um, English on these topics and she would learn that way. And I think that was a great one because, as I said at the beginning, it is quite a long journey learning, learning a language. And it is a journey you might as well enjoy the process because I think that's the best way to keep motivated. If you enjoy what you're doing, if you're passionate about um, what you're doing, if you're pursuing your passions in the foreign language, that is going to be really helpful to keep you going, to keep you motivated and also to help you be able to articulate what you really want to talk about in English. Um, to be able to articulate what you're interested in, not just something from a textbook. And I think this is a good opportunity to talk about my own experience. And I shared this in a social media post recently. So um, for a long time, and I have been back and forth to France, Belgium. I've lived in these countries for the past 10 years, um, not, not 10 years altogether, but I've also lived, I was living in Ireland for a while, but back and forth between Belgium and France. And I really felt stuck with my French, um, for a long time, you know, stuck at a certain level. I didn't feel like I was making progress. I didn't feel confident to express myself. And I felt really bad about that. I felt really guilty. And this is coming as well from an English language teacher, someone qualified to, to teach English and um, to teach a language. But I think I was just not thinking from about myself. I was not also, yeah, I was focused on my students, but not focused on myself and my own growth. And I think learning a language can be such a great gift to yourself, um, you know, taking care of yourself and really thinking of your own education and your own personal development. So um, what I ended up doing, and I have these books, I'm looking at these two textbooks I have in front of me. They're both blue. 
um, French textbooks and I would have them on my bookshelf and I would never, um, never look at them and I would just find them really boring. Um, one of them was like an exam textbook to help you pass the B2 exam in French. And I thought, oh, it would be a great way for me to, to focus, to make progress with the, with the particular structure. But to be honest, I just never was motivated enough to pick it up and actually start using it. I did do it a bit on and off, but just not consistent, consistently. So I was making no progress. And then finally, I decided to get a one-on-one online teacher, French teacher, and I found an amazing one. It felt like we were friends. We had a lot in common and we ended up speaking about things that we were both interested in, which turned out to be topics on feminism, on social issues, culture as well. So it was really, really interesting. And I became really motivated, motivated to prepare before our classes to watch videos, read articles so that I was uh, well prepared to talk about the topic, researching things in French. It was so fun and um, it really motivated me to get curious about the language, get curious how uh, people are expressing these topics in French and it was definitely, it just it just helped me. It helped me get over that plateau and helped me to start making progress and to feel motivated about learning French. So it's the same uh, tip that Ioana said, and it's a really great one. It's a really important one. Being passionate when you are learning a uh, foreign language, uh, pursuing your passions in the language. And we are so, so spoiled for choice. We have so much choice nowadays online. I remember even 10 years ago, um, you know, finding a book in French, finding a, a DVD with a documentary in French. And this was like a treasure because um, it was something, especially if I was in uh, Ireland and I, I was able to buy something uh, something in French, I was able to, to watch. But nowadays we have access to everything at our fingertips free content, free videos, free articles, free podcasts like my one. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are just spoiled for choice. It's not um, a lack of information and knowledge and resources that we have, but maybe it's a lack of focus. And the, th- the solution to that, to start with anyway, is definitely being passionate about what you're doing. Uh, Also, perhaps having a a structure, having a program, an English language teacher, a group program, um, a language exchange partner or being part of a membership like my English Changemaker Club. That can give you structure and some kind of um, motivation to attend regular, regular practice sessions where you're putting your knowledge into practice, because, of course, it's important to use your active skills of speaking and writing not just reading and watching and listening to things, but it's a great starting point to be passionate about something in foreign, in, in a foreign language. It, it stops being about studying and starts being about researching and being curious and learning, learning through the language. And, um, and yeah, and I really, really think myself being a language teacher, I was always stuck on oh, I don't know the subjunctive in French. Oh, I don't know this tense or whatever. And I know a lot of you are like that. But as well, the the 
I would say between grammar and vocabulary, there's so much emphasis on grammar um, in a lot of the traditional textbooks. But I would say a lot of people are now saying, you know, when you think about it as well, vocabulary is just as important, if not more important than grammar. Of course, you need structure. Of course, you need the building blocks of grammar. But it's not going to prevent you from communicating, especially if you have that base level. Um, and so, but if you don't have the vocabulary, it can stop you from communicating, stop you, stop you from being like fluent and, and speaking fluidly. So, uh, building your vocabulary is a really in a really important point. And I think pursuing your passions in English, in the foreign language will help you to naturally build that vocabulary as you become curious to learn more about that topic. And, um, and yeah, so it's a really, a really good one. I've spoken quite a bit on this, on this tip, but it is a great one. The final tip that Ioana spoke about is don't look into the future, um, and wish for like the distant goal of becoming, you know, bilingual C2 or even C1 level English. You should focus on the present. You should focus on what you can do now. And of course, it's very good to have some goals, to have some um, ambitions about what you want to do. But I think what she was saying here about not looking into the future, it can definitely discourage you if you think too much of wanting to be completely fluent or completely, quote unquote, perfect in English. Um, because it really is a journey. It really is a roller coaster learning a foreign language. So enjoying where you are now and what you can do now, working on that, um, and then starting to slowly make progress towards that goal. So those are the four tips and I'm just going to summarize them. So helping you to keep going with the foreign language and what has really helped me as well, return to your why. So my why at the moment for learning French, learning a foreign language, is that I am living in Belgium. And just coming out of the pandemic, it has been hard for me to get to practice speaking French to people in my environment because I I work in English all day, I work from home. So I really want to be comfortable and, and, and at ease in social situations in my local area and um, be able to communicate without hesitating and without searching for my words. That's really my strong why of feeling comfortable, feeling integrated into the community I am living in, in a French-speaking country or French-speaking area. So that is return to your why. So what is your why? Think about that for yourself. Remind yourself of that all the time because it, it will help you stay motivated. Then the second one was don't compare yourself to others. Only compare yourself to where you were in the past and look at the progress you have made. Um, everyone is on their own path and own journey. So don't compare yourself. Be passionate, pursue your passions in English, in, in the foreign language that you're learning. So that's number three. And number four is don't look to the future too much. Don't look at uh, what you want, like being bilingual or fluent. Just appreciate where you are now and look at the things that you can do in the shorter term to help you progress in your English. So the final thing I wanted to talk about is how you can use your English to make an impact in the world. 
this can really help you to stay motivated as well when you have a higher purpose of what you're trying to achieve. And again, going back to the interview with Ioana, she really uh, did this so well and she does some great things in in English, uh, with her English, as well as professionally. She is a lawyer, of course, but she also, and I was really inspired by her blog a few years ago when she, when she wrote it on zero waste and the environment, um, you know, reducing our waste, reducing what we consume as consumers, as individuals, also collectively to help the environment. So she gave some really practical tips of things that we could do in our daily lives. And I really enjoyed that. And she was speaking in the interview about how this helps her to reach a greater audience because so many people speak English and most people understand it to a certain level. So to get the message out, it is more effective in English. It was more effective in English for her. And um, another point is that sometimes the topic that you want to speak about, it might not be spoken about in English in the same way. And that's really interesting. So you can share your message, you can share a particular thing that maybe is, is expressed in your own culture and language and share it in English, share it on a, on a, on a bigger platform. So how could you do that? Well, of course, you could write a blog, start a podcast, start a YouTube video. They're really big things. But if, but another way you could do that is just communicating in groups online, online forums like Reddit, like Facebook groups. There are a lot of like, obviously, social media can be really toxic and a very negative place. But if you join Facebook groups on particular topics, they can be, um, I've, really been surprised by how high quality and how motivational I find these groups. I'll give you a few examples of ones I'm in. I'm in a group to help me uh, with my skin. So like skin conditions and improving your skin with different, um, well, natural remedies, but also um, uh, creams and prescriptions. And it's a great way to share information with like-minded people who have the same problems as you. So and another one that I joined that I really enjoyed, well, it was last year, but I have actually stopped running. But when I was getting into running um, outside, you know, for exercise running, um, I really liked being part of this group and seeing, you know, what people were wearing when they went on runs, how long they went on runs for, showing their uh, roots and everything and what they saw on their runs. So it's nice to... Um, to be in a community like that. And of course, joining a community in your target language. So me for French and you for English, in English, um, is a great way to share your message in a, in a small way, you know, commenting with, to someone or writing a post or speaking to people, making friends online. So that is just a little tip I would give on how you can use your English to your voice in English to make an impact or at least to share your passions with others and to hear um, from like-minded people. So that is it for this episode. Um, thank you for joining me here today. 
And as always, and as I will say in the outro, I really appreciate all your great feedback um, from me about the podcast. And I would also really appreciate your reviews on Apple Podcast or on Spotify rating it. It helps me to get the message out to more English learners or as well, of course, if you can recommend it to a friend. So um, thanks for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you in next week's episode. to this episode of English for Change. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could leave a review or recommend the show to a friend. See you next time.